Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Sports Podcast, where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should. Because I'm this, 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 this the, the real deal. And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bills. Turn it up to the max. Sit back and relax. This the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Let go! Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into another episode of the Buffalo Nerd. This is your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Uh, if you're new to the show, thanks for finding us. You uh, came on an incredible day. Uh, you couldn't have picked a better one, I don't think. If you're part of the Nerd Mafia already, thanks for being here. I appreciate you. You know, I love you guys. And I'm glad you're here again this week because this week we are joined by Somebody that probably doesn't really need an introduction, but I think most of you might know him as your fantasy analyst, favorite fantasy analyst, and he works at a little place called NFL Network. I'm joined by Mr. Adam Rank on this fine Sunday morning, the last Sunday morning before he's never going to get to sleep or do anything ever again. But Mr. Adam Rank, sir, welcome in. Uh, You want to introduce yourself a little bit if there happens to be somebody that doesn't know who you are. Oh no! I think the Bills fans know who I am, and I don't know where we got uh, where we got to this point in our relationship because I always felt like I was somebody who was very, uh, very good. I thought I was over in Buffalo, is what I guess the best way to put that. And then apparently last year, uh, in my predictions piece, you know, I'm going through. I'm like oh, nine, you know, nine wins, which means there's usually some wiggle room to go up or down based on injuries or anything. And Bills fans for whatever reason, took that very, they took offense to that. Like, how dare you? And it's funny because like I predicted the Browns, I probably shouldn't say this. I predicted the Browns to be very good this season, but because I didn't pick them to win the Super Bowl, Browns fans are up. Actually, I might've misconstrued what they were saying, but it's, it's one of those things, but it's like, I love the Buffalo fans. I'm, I'm a big Vic Carucci guy. I, uh, I was one of the ones who helped com- uh, convince Brian, uh, the blue meanie, like, dude, you should make Bill's inspired blue world order shirts. Cause obviously you guys are big ECW fans and everything. So I always thought we were cool. And then you got our old quarterback, I'm a bears fan. Uh, you got our old quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. You're like, we're not mad at Mitch. Like whatever we're rooting for him. Like there's nothing. And I love Josh Allen. I love Stefan Diggs. I love Stefan Diggs. He was a, you know, I don't know if you know this. He used to be a Viking and I couldn't enjoy him. I know, I know you don't, but like I couldn't enjoy Stefan Diggs. But then when he left, you're like, okay, now I can really root for this player. And uh, it's been exciting. So I like the Bills. Okay. You guys are uh, near and dear to my heart. So I'm, I'm rooting for you. You're one of those teams that like if my, if I, if the Bears probably not going to win this year, 
And if they don't, like the Bills, like that's a team you look at and you're like, eh, if, if, uh, yeah, like if my team doesn't win, if the Bills win, that's cool. Like you don't want to see the Cowboys win. The Steelers have won a ton. You're like, you don't care about any of that. Like Bills, like that'd be cool. Like Buffalo would be awesome. I love new era hats. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what else you guys want from me, but I'm trying to make amends here. I, I, I love it for starters. Uh, and we're, we're a finicky group sometimes, I think is the easiest way to maybe, uh, sl- you know, not make us sound too crazy. But I think hopefully today we'll be able to change all of that. And I agree with you 100%. It's like one of those things, like I love Tom Brady now. You know, I had to hate, yeah, yeah. Him. I had to hate <laughs> him for 20 years or plus. And now everything that comes out of his mouth is just like it's brilliant, right? And he just the way that he loves the game is brilliant. So I completely understand what you're saying with Diggs. So it's did one you, of those did- things. Did you hear what he was talking about when he was talking about defensive players and the targeting and everything like that? It was so nuanced and so smart. You know, like people, I know that people look at Tom Brady and sometimes they'll think of the the T12 method and he doesn't eat tomatoes or all that stuff. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot. He was like, he's also a genius. Like that is this, this, this thing. Like it's, it makes so much sense. You know what he, what he was talking about in, like it really hit home. And I thought it was like, you're like, God, like, I don't know. Like, I know it's tough for you because like you said, you had to like, this guy was in your division for 20 years. Like that sucks. Like that's not cool. Like you have to sit there and always deal with that. And you can't mm-hmm. really appreciate him because he's beating your team. Like I get it. Like I, well, I, I, I guess I can commiserate because it's like right. Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, I don't like, I don't. And like, People will ask me, they're like, why do you hate Aaron Rodgers or whatever? Like, because I'm a Bears fan. Like, I don't know him personally. Like, to me, and I've met Aaron once and he was very nice to me. But to me, Aaron Rodgers is a character on a television show that I don't like. Like, I I don't, like, I I don't, I hate Kylo Ren, but I don't really hate Adam Driver. And I think the same can be said with these football players. Like, we don't, like, I don't really hate you. Like, I don't, I don't mean you ill will, but it's like, I still, like, the character that you play on TV 17 Sundays now a year, we're playing more because they go to the playoffs. Uh, I don't like that character and I'm going to root against him. So that's just me. Absolutely. So I brought you on because I, I, there's two things I really like about you. You've already hit on it quite a bit is that you are a Bears fan. And you do wear that on your sleeve. But as an NFL network guy, you have to kind of give everybody a little bit of love and, you know, be kind of. I, your way. I know you're, you're very good at that. But the other thing that I love about you is your real big picture. And the reason I bring that up is I'm listening to the fantasy footballers MVP show the other day. And obviously you mm-hmm. were asked to be uh, one of the to bring in one of the MVPs. And your MVP was Trey Lance, because in week 17, he's going to win you a championship. Right. So yeah. I want the guy that can give me all the knowledge and everything is like. I've got a good view of what I think is going to happen in Buffalo, right? I've done a breakdown of where I think we're going to land. I want to get your opinion on the bills kind of where you think they are as a team. And I think that's going to kind of let me know where you see the AFC. Cause I think it's a gauntlet of teams over there that could be very good. But before we dive too much into that, let's hit on ABC hopes because mm-hmm. every week we do like to highlight a charity. And this week you chose ABC hopes to be the charity that you wanted to highlight. So why don't you go ahead and just uh, tell my audience uh, why you chose them. Uh, maybe a little bit about them. Uh, ABC Hope stands for All Because Christopher Cares, and Christopher Moore comes from this family. I grew up in a place uh, called Corona, California. Uh, to put it in context, it borders up to Anaheim, right next to the city where Disneyland is. And the Moore family is uh, this amazing family. Every year, it's funny because every year they have this pig roast on Memorial Day, and like 
if you don't get invited to this thing, then you're really not a member of the city of Corona. And Corona used to be a real small town. So it was, it was a big thing. And they live at what used to be like the outskirts of town. It might still be because there was like a big ranch there, but like, it, it was insane. It, it looked like pulling into, a, you know, new or not new era stadium anymore, but is it still, I don't know. But like the, the streets surrounding their house was just crazy. Uh, but you know, 25 years ago, you know, they were, they were kind of done having kids and then surprise pregnancy and Christopher was born and Christopher has special needs. And it's his, his dad, Mike, the, the, the nicest thing he's ever said is that he, he once said that he, um, he's like, I always wanted a, a son that was never going to grow up, you know, always going to be here for me. And then that's, you know, what he's gotten with Christopher and Christopher, you know, through this organization, they raise money for, for tons of charities. Christopher, he is just this great kid. He's a great guy. Jeez. He's in his twenties now, um, who I've known forever. It sucks because he oh, he is an Angels fan, so that's fine. But he roots for the Anaheim Ducks, and I'm a Kings guy, so that's always a sense of tension for us. But um, he loves he loves fantasy football, and he we text at least once or twice. What's up, buddy? Hey, bud. Uh, we text once or twice a day, except during the football season. Then it's just constant, and then he'll call me as well. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. We're uh. We're filming something right here, pal. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to say hi real quick? Okay. You can come say hi, goofball. There you are. What's going on? Yeah. Where did Clay go? He disappeared. He disappeared. I know, bud. I'll come see you in a bit. Bye, bye, buddy. So uh, that's you know, that's our. Nice boy, by the way. Anyways, um, Christopher, though. Yeah, so uh, I was going to pull out my phone, but it's over there. Uh, dude, he plays fantasy. He makes about 100 ad drops per week. And he texts, hey, Carson Wentz, start or no? It's like, Christopher, no. Don't start him. Tua Tunga Vailoa, start or no? No, no, no. Josh Allen? So, yeah, Josh, there you go. You got him. And uh, so, yeah, so I've been involved with them. Uh, doing some of their helping them out with some fundraisers where I can, and uh, it's just a, it's a great family and it's a great organization to be a part of. So I couldn't be more thrilled with the relationship, and it's fun too, you know, because it keeps me connected to my hometown. And like Christopher's kind of like the de facto mayor, so it's awesome. And actually, if you go to Angel Games, Duck Games, or even Cal State Fullerton games, Christopher's always there, and he's always a presence at these uh at these games so it's uh it's awesome and it's great to be a part of absolutely not i mean we'll have the, everything in the show notes for everybody to connect over there obviously it's abchopes.com a very cool organization when i was checking it out because you know for me having a son with cerebral palsy a lot of that stuff tends to be more limiting physically and not necessarily mentally right so this is cool that it's an organization that's covering kind of the other side of things where it is more of mental and they're helping them just kind of get engaged with other folks and you know help them along so it's got resources there's ways to donate all that kind of stuff over at the webpage, and we'll have all that stuff uh, you know so you guys can easily link over there and it's cool because i like it i knew i was going to get a personal story out of it which is really cool uh, i think we tend to find that everybody that comes on they relate to something that's close to their heart and yeah. uh, you know that's you know that's why i'm doing this so you know it's, it's really cool to hear that from everybody else too so thanks for bringing that up thank you so, thank you 
Let's chat about the Buffalo Bills, because me personally, I do believe that they are going to be one of the top contenders. But like I mentioned, I think the AFC is stacked. Like Mm -hmm. uh, there's a good five or six teams I see that could actually be in the AFC championship at this point, just by any once we get into the playoffs, any given Sunday, true nature. So I kind of wanted to like run things down. Do you agree with that kind of assessment? Oh, yeah. You know, and the the East is going to be very strong as well. And I'm thinking about it too. If you think about it, you know, projecting, let's say four years from now, and you think about the quarterbacks who could be in this division, obviously Josh Allen being the number one guy, but Mac Jones, who's the new starter in New England, you got Tua, you got uh, Zach Wilson, who I, I think a lot of Zach Wilson. And I think he could be really good this year too. So it's like, this is going to be a, an exciting time for the AFC East. It figures like once you guys come to prominence, everybody's now going to have their quarterback situation solved. Like we couldn't have another, another run of Mark Sanchez or some of these guys or the, the Dolphins version of Ryan Tannehill or something like that. But nope, got to get all these young studs in there. So I, I feel bad for you about that. Yeah, I mean, and I'm okay with that, though. Actually, I said it a lot that winning the division last year was great. I mean, that's something you obviously want to do. If you're not in the playoffs, you don't have a chance to be the king, right? And the easiest ways to get there is you win your division. But it didn't feel as fun not knocking Brady out, right? I think, like, you didn't right. truly take it over from the king, right? Like, I, I kind of that's... feel like he still owns it at this point, realistically. And so I'm cool with the division being really tough. And it was great when the divi- back in the years, you know, 10 years ago when it was actually competitive – that it was fun. It's good to be in a division where your division is prowess across the league, where everybody sees them as a good division and you don't want to face them. I, I want to be the best team coming out of that. Yeah. You know, in a couple of years ago when the bears won the NFC North, they clinched it with the win over green Bay and Khalil back sacked Aaron Rodgers with his back. You know, the backside, it's still a screensaver on my monitor at work. Like it's like, that's cool stuff. And it's even, you know, this year, like, we obviously made fun of the the Aaron Rodgers situation and everything that was going on there. But at the same time, you're like, I would really like Justin Fields to go to Lambeau and just beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. Like there was a Thanksgiving game a couple of years ago. It was the Sunday night or the Thursday night. It was the late game. And Jay Cutler went in there and we beat Green Bay. And it was amazing. Like that's what you want. Like, yeah, you want to go out there and beat these teams when they're at full strength, so they don't have any excuses and you go out there and you handle your business. And I think that's, you know, where the Buffalo bills are set up because obviously, you know, offensively, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. I think that, you know, not only with Josh Allen emerging as a quarterback who can throw the football, uh, you got Stefan Diggs, but the guy that I really love who nobody seems to talk about is Gabe Davis. And everybody was talking about Chase Claypool who had more touchdowns than he did than, than Gabe did. And I call him Gabe because we're, we're friends. No, we're not. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, Claypool had what four touchdowns in one game. Like he right. wasn't, he wasn't the dominant fixture that Gabe Davis was like Gabe Davis was consistently getting open in the end zone. And as a matter of fact, he, he had more end zone targets last year than Devonte Adams. And I know that Devonte Adams missed two games. But it's pretty remarkable as a rookie. And so this year, I keep, you know, and I I know this is more of a fantasy bent, but it's like, why are people ignoring that? Like, I understand that touchdowns can be volatile, but I look at Chase Claypool's as being more fluky than the guy who was targeted more in the end zone than Devontae Adams. 
And, and this is no disrespect to Dawson Knox, you guys don't have that tight end presence, that Rob Gronkowski type, even though you tried to sign him away. But Gabriel Davis can play that present, like play that role. Like he's he's a big physical receiver that can catch the ball when you get near the goal line. Like I love him this year, and I think that he might. I don't know. I know there's always an opportunity for regression, but I think he might be better overall, even if his touchdown numbers come back just a little bit. No, I'm, I've been on board with that. I think part of the reason he's not getting some of that love is uh, this this coaching staff tends to roll with the veteran a little bit. And I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to get some play initially how I was going into it. And then when we just did the 53 man cut and Dawson Knox is the only like surviving tight end on the roster. That tells me that we don't care about the tight end. Right. We're not, we're not really going to use the tight end. Like it's we're going to see four wide receiver sets. And if it is four wide receiver sets, I see Davis is out there and he is. He's a big body. If you can get him in that tight end role against a little cornerback or the safety I think he's going to win for you a lot especially with Diggs running clean routes Sanders running clean routes Beasley's running sick routes underneath it's I'm excited to see if anybody can stop it because it feels like it should be unstoppable but we'll see so kind of like kicking into that they start out with a team that I've been kind of down on this year but I think that's a long-term thing I think playing them the first week it's really up in the air right because you don't necessarily know what they're going to try to do to you and what you're going to try to do to them so I've got the Steelers matchup week one you view this as a Buffalo win you think Pittsburgh has enough yeah, yeah, yeah. This Buffalo is a Buff- Buffalo win. I know that the one thing that I could see is that Pittsburgh starts out hot again and they try to, you know, avenge what happened to them at the end of last season. But it's one of those things that they closed so poorly. And it's one thing if you close poorly, you still make the playoffs, you beat Cleveland, you move on, you lose in the divisional round. Okay, whatever. They got smoked. In that opening round, like it wasn't even close. I know that cosmetically it got a little bit closer towards the end. Pittsburgh got handled. And while I do believe that uh, they're probably better off retooling their offensive line, you still got to wonder, you know, how well that team is going to come together offensively, especially up front. They'll be great defensively. That's fine. But offensively, I'm still a little bit worried. And you have a retooled offensive line. You don't have a quality backup quarterback like Buffalo. Like I thought that, and I know that I know why Buffalo went for Mitch Trubisky because he, you don't have to change the playbook if something happens to Josh. Cause it's like Mitch can do a lot of that stuff. I don't know what Pittsburgh was thinking. Like they're going to go with Mason Rudolph. And I know Roethlisberger always plays. Like there's only been like one season recently where he missed a significant amount of time. He's always hurt, but he always plays. But still, with that questionable offensive line, Roethlisberger is the only remaining quarterback from his class now that Matt Schaub is retired and, you know, Eli and Phillip Rivers. I don't know. It's sketchy to me. So for me, I think that's a, I think that's a, a really solid Buffalo victory. I'd be shocked if they didn't handle them somewhat handedly. I mean, that's what I'm hoping. I have that kind of same as when I was watching the early picks of Ben already having ice on both shoulders, both knees, and it was OTAs. I'm like, this is, and you're putting him behind a brand new offensive line. Like he better throw the ball within like 1.3 seconds this year, or it could be like bad for them. So I, I I'm in agreement with that Miami. I'm, I like Flores a lot. I think he's a really good football coach. And I think that Miami's only hang up is Tua at this point. So I would see this as a Bills victory, but I'm giving Miami quite a bit of credit 
to where I think they're going to fall this season as like an 11 win team. I think they're a good football team, but what do you, what do you rank on that one? Yeah, I got the bills winning that one for sure. Although hold on. I could actually, I wonder if I could pull up my, my bills predictions. I should have thought ahead of this. I know you gave me notes and I just ignored it. Just ran (laughs) right through it. Like, Oh, thanks for the notes. I'm going to pretend I didn't see any of this. Uh, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Cause there's a playoff predictor thing that I did. Okay. Yeah. I have the bills at 14 and three spoiler alert. So I okay. do have you. Yeah. I have you handling the, I know that going to Miami can be tough, but I think you guys have done well in Miami recently. Yeah. They're, they're doing well against them all the time right now, pretty much. Yeah. But that's kind of been the thing. Yeah, so, so that should be a good win for them. This is the first interesting one for me, really, is the Washington football team matchup because I think their defense is very stout. Uh, and, you know, I, I do like Fitzpatrick in the offense, and I think that they can do some things this year. So for me, that would be kind of an interesting game. Playing them at home, I think, sways it in our favor still. Um, but And maybe Fitzpatrick keeps it close to the end. Yeah, you know what? I got a um, I got a Bills victory there as well. I do. I, everything that you said is correct. I like the... Uh, the FT to win the East this season. Uh, once again, repeating as champions. So I think that that's pretty, you know, I like that. And so, uh, again, it's going to be tough, but I don't know. Buffalo is a good team. Like, I think yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's okay. If this was on the road in DC, I don't think the home field advantage is that much. But yeah, I got the Bills winning this one. They should be able to take care. I like Fitzmagic. Yeah, but let's not also pretend that he doesn't have some limitations. Right, and that's not a knock on him. But like every time that they think he's going to be the starting quarterback, it's like, ah, uh, yeah, just kidding. Then Heineke's <laughs> going to be the starter at some point. So right, I'm going to so go. Then I think there. we got Houston. Uh, I, I'd I'd be stunned if we lost to Houston at this point, just with so much unknown, and you don't really know what they have there. But I can't imagine it's going to be only, close. The only thing is looking ahead to the week. Looking ahead to the Chiefs. Potentially, right. I, but I, I We don't tend to do that often with McDermott, but that could be an easy scenario. You don't, you don't do that, right? Right. Like, I'm not, yeah, that was, because um, when I did the predictions, I went through and I'm like, oh, let me go back and look at potential trap games. But you're absolutely right. McDermott doesn't. Mc, he doesn't McDermott really doesn't around with that. Yeah, he doesn't screw around. So, But then it I does come real tough back to back, right? Kansas City, yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, Kansas City. Uh, I have you losing at Kansas City. Yeah, back yeah, back to back on the road. Like, yep. This is tough. I think if you guys split there, that's really nice for you. I think you have an opportunity to beat Tennessee. I have Tennessee at, at eleven wins. I think that's a pretty good football team. I think the Bills are better. Yeah, I have Tennessee at eleven as well. I'm at eleven and six. I actually had. I do have Kansas City overall still winning at fourteen and three and taking the AFC when it's before they head into the playoffs. So then after the bye, Buffalo comes out, Miami, Jacksonville, New York Jets, Indianapolis Colts. I feel like that's a, that's a four game stretch where you could get some real serious momentum. And I have them all as victories. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that's a vital stretch right there where you have to come out of that with the momentum, because I do think New Orleans is still going to house a good football team down there, especially going down on Thanksgiving. I do think we can beat them, but then you do have that, New Orleans, New England, Tampa Bay stretch that yeah. could be like a make or break towards the end of your season of where you're going to finish. I think where do you have that stretch fall? You know what? I still like you to beat the saints. I have the saints at seven wins this year. 
I like Jameis. The one thing, like obviously with Drew Brees gone, everybody's like, oh, well, you're you're probably better off because his skills were starting to deteriorate a little bit. But the one thing that we really kind of overlooked is that they the Saints lost a lot of their debt because of their salary cap situation. So they're going to be really stretched thin in a lot of areas. We're already seeing it, the wide receiver position with Michael Thomas waiting so long to get his his uh, his ankle situated. Marquez Callaway looks fine, but let's be realistic. That's, you know, if they need some depth at receiver, they could use Emmanuel Sanders again. Um, the defensive line is going to need some, you know, they lost some some key components for that too. So I really do believe that um, this should be a, a Bills victory. Mm-hmm. 10 days, then you get, or actually 11 days, because it's going to be a Monday nighter. Right. Should be should be ready to go against the New England Patriots, uh, a team that I think it's going to be very good. Not very good, but I think they're about a nine win team, nine and eight now. Um, so I think there, I think that's a good one. And then in week fourteen, I think you run into a little bit of trouble and uh, lose to the de, to the, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Yeah, I have that same kind of thing happening. I think that's the one. The other toss-up for me is the Tennessee game. I'm not going to be stunned if we don't come away with a victory in that game just because of the way it's set up. Um, But I do have us winning 13 games, and I've got four losses in there somewhere. It just feels like that's a good number for us this year. I think the uh, Week 16 at New England is a losable game. Uh, Week 16 would be a loss. That's what I have down as a loss. Yeah. So I think that, so obviously the ones that stand out to me is, are Kansas city. I got three. So Kansas city, Tampa Bay, new England, mm-hmm. uh, the Titans game could go either way. Right. Okay. So 13 and four, still a really good mark. Week 18 against the jet. Oh, you're at home. So I doubt they would lose at home, but at the same time, if, uh, if the division has already been sewn up, and that's a Mitch Trubisky starts against the Jets and the Jets are just, you know, having fun. And Zach Wilson throws for 500 yards <laughs> right. in a game that's somewhat meaningless. Like that kind of stuff's not going to not going to shock me. So I don't know. But I also hate to make picks like that too much. Right. Where you're like, oh, well, then this could happen or, you know, something like that. Well, especially with Mitch now, because he's capable of actually just like rolling the Jets probably at this point as well, even with some of the backups in there, I would almost feel like it would be a tough game. But the way he comes out and plays now, it is just completely different than having Barkley in there like you touched on. So it's it's a lot more fun to now know that we have him as the backup, at least for a year. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, he could end up like springboarding this to another gig. The one yeah. thing, though, I will say this, and I like Mitch, uh, he's a good kid, is that he's still a one-read-and-run guy, and which is fine is your backup. Like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Like, go out and win this. Like, go salvage this game. Win your one start. And really, it comes down to, and this happened in uh, 2000, what was it, 2018, is there was a hit laid on him by Harrison Smith that was dirty, and Viking fans don't think so. Like that wasn't a dirty hit. I'm like, well, Harrison Smith was penalized and fined. So that's a definition of a dirty hit. So, right. but he got injured and it really kept like, it really hurt his confidence. It really kept him from running a lot. We saw at the end of last year that when they got on a roll and ended up making the playoffs, 
it was because Mitch was just like, I got to play. I got to, I got to run the ball and do your thing. It's really not sustainable, but I think as a backup, it totally is. And I hope that, you know, I know it sounds mean, but to me, like being a backup quarterback is the best gig in the world, especially if you're backing up somebody like Josh Allen. You're like, yeah, dude, like I never have to play. I never get hit in practice. I'm making a sick ton of cash. I was a former first round pick. Like, this is amazing. Like that, that would want to be, I would want to be like, want that to be my life. Like if I could be Mitch, I could be like, I never have to play. I get to, I get to live in Buffalo school city. Like I'm, I'm solid. This is cool. This is my gig. Right. And potentially be the starting quarterback, wherever Brian Dable decides he's going to head coach at next year, potentially. So real quick, um, since we both mentioned the AFC is pretty stacked, I actually have been stating for a few weeks now, I have a Bills versus Cleveland Browns showdown in the AFC championship. What, what, what say you, what do you think happens in the AFC this year? Yeah. Um, it was good talking to you. I'm going to run. I don't want to give this one away because now this is where the Bills fans turn on me. I got Cleveland going. Yeah. I picked Cleveland to go to the Super Bowl to play the 49ers. And 49ers, okay. Here's the thing. Here's what I misconstrued because it's for, I, I forgot. Like, because this Browns fans, like, you know, uh, I was like, oh, you know, trouble for the Browns. You know, you can't have your victory parade, you know, because the 49ers are going to beat you in the Super Bowl. And this Browns fan's like, dude, if we get to the Super Bowl, we're throwing a, a parade regardless, <laughs> win or right. lose. I'm like, ah, that's a good point. So I get it. Um, yeah, I really like what the Browns are doing. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the 49ers, everyone just kind of forgot how good that team was in 2019 once they became fully operational or once they were fully operational because when they were healthy, like there was nobody outside of the chiefs that were, we're going to be able to stop them. And I think, um, you know, the Packers, like the Packers got humiliated twice by that team. If that defense is ready. Like the Packers have no answers for it. And the Packers already have trouble on their offensive line. I think the Rams are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And obviously the Bucks. but the Bucks, you know, if you get pressure on Tom Brady, you can rattle him. So I think it comes down in the NFC to the 49ers and the Buccaneers like the 49ers end up taking them out. And then uh, like you, but I don't, I think I did have a Bills, Bills Browns uh, AFC championship game. If not, yeah, they, I had to. I yeah. think it's, I think a battle of Lake Erie is just, uh, you know, it seems fitting for an AFC championship. Like it was like old school, like 1960s football, you know, and just hopefully it's nasty and just gross and whatever. But uh, before we get out of here, because I know we're running up against it, you got anything that you're doing? Uh, I've been watching all the videos. Everything you're putting out is hilarious. Uh, I, I love what you're doing right now with just about everything that's going on over there. But you got anything else uh, you're working on? Uh, with you got my podcast? Yeah, I mean, you got all sorts of stuff going on, but you got anything you want to shout out? The fire TikToks that I'm putting out there? Yeah. Uh, that's okay. right. I, I'm like a 13-year-old now putting out TikToks. Like, what am I doing? Like, it's hilarious, I, though. It, it, it is I, funny. It, it's good material. I had a 20 year old intern teaching me this. And I'm like, Hey, can I use this BC boy song? He's like, who are, who are the BC boys? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I want to leave. Right. I need to go. Just uh, look him up and give me the song, please. I was like, sabotage. Like, have you never seen a movie trailer? Like it's in every <laughs> third movie trailer. How would you not know this? Um, but yeah, if you just want to check out uh, the Adam rank podcast, uh, it'll be more consistent uh, now that the season starts, hopefully. 
And uh, that's it. Just follow me on TikTok at Adam Rank. That's my new thing. That's the new thing. And you're everywhere else. And I'm sure pretty much everybody listening already is probably already following you. There's like half a million on like pretty much everything you do or whatever. So, and obviously we can find you every weekend on the TV screen, telling us what we should do in the mornings as we're leading up, you know, to the game's kickoff. So thank you very much. Oh, yeah, you know what? On, uh, yeah. on, on Sunday mornings, I'll be on my YouTube page at around 11 Eastern, uh, helping okay. people get ready for their Maybe a little, maybe 10 Eastern, but somewhere around there. So uh, we'll bring that back this season because that was a lot of fun. Now that I'm not hosting the Sunday show, I have more time because I just need to show up now. Excellent. Sounds great. So we'll make sure that we have a link uh, to all that stuff in the show notes for you guys. Thanks to everybody for listening in this week. Make sure you go ahead and you go check out abchopes.com. You know, very cool organization over there. If you can donate, maybe you just know somebody that might need some of the information over there. Shoot that to them as well. Uh, You guys can find me obviously over at thebuffalonerd.com for everything that I'm up to. And of course, go Bills. You just listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out!